Well, welcome to Alls and Pimentos podcast. I'm Sean Mills, and I'm talking to Greg Dawson. Do most people call you Gerg, though? No, no. I mean, Gerg is still a common one with 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 a certain circle. That's but, fair. Uh, and I and I have no issues with Gerg. I will call you Greg then. But you know, I kind of I'll introduce myself as Greg now. Perfect, Greg. Wicked. So you're current. You're in the Gerg circle, you know. You're in the you're oh. old school. Oh, I'm old school. I'm fucking old, all right. My knees feel it. Oh, dude. Yeah. We can talk about sciatica if you want. What's that? We can talk about sciatica. No, we'll save that till when I uh, turn fifty-five. Okay. Yeah, that's coming, buddy. Uh, yeah, right around the corner. So you're currently making some pumpernickel toast. Yeah, man. With, with some peanut butter. That's healthy. Yeah, we're a little snack in for the podcast. Mm-hmm. You got everything with you, man. Good, man. Just uh, busy cooking. Um, trying to line up a bunch of uh, folks on the podcast. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully uh, in December we'll have Davey from Death Cemetery. All right, on. Yeah, and then um, uh, we're going to get the Laura Riverfest guys on pretty soon, hopefully. Fun. And then uh, we just finished having Corey on, too, from Five Knuckle. Love that. Love yeah. Corey. Corey is a gem. Mm-hmm. He, he surprised me with some chili oil. Okay. It, it was delicious. Right? Yeah, it was tasty. Threw it in okay. some pasta. It was good to go. Like, Did you guys like meet live in person? Yeah, he drove up here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen Corey in forever, so it was good to see an old friend. Where are, are you in Alton? No, man. I'm based out of Fergus right now. Oh, okay. Center Wellington. Very good. Yeah, no, I know. I moved up here fuck, was it four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. I love the town. We're right beside Alora, too. So we see a bunch of really good shows, too. Very good. Uh, yeah, because uh, Riverfest usually puts on a bunch of shows at the uh, Brewing Company. So you guys like Catch Twenty Two's playing there this Friday. Very good. Yeah, man, it's totally cool. What's new with you? Um, just working, um, working on music, other people's and my own, and uh, that's pretty much it. You know, that's keeping me busy. Nice. I'm teaching as well. I'm teaching. I, I teach guitar part time. I also do um, like music production, recording lessons as well part time. And I do guitar setups part time, so that you know that's just kind of like those are little side hustles that are just fun to do and bring in some extra coin to do re me keep me busy. Mm-hmm. So good, yeah, man. that's I'm busy, man. It's totally cool. So, how did BWC start? Well, BWC um, Studios. Yeah, I was I was working out of Harlow Sound in in the Etobicoke area for about five or six years. And that was like, I don't know, like 90, 95, 96. And, and that, like, that's kind of how I started getting into recording was working at Harlow Sound, uh, you know, Steve Donahoe. Yep. So Steve was working there and I was working in guitar stores and like recording was not even on my radar. I was like, you know, thinking I'm, I'm destined to just 
to play guitar and and however that was going to pan out was was what I was going to do, right? Yeah. And then he was like, "Hey man, why don't you come in the studio and uh, help me with some guitar stuff? I got this band in. The guy doesn't have a very good rig. Bring some pedals, bring some amps, and help me get some guitar tones." So I went in, brought some shit, brought some gear, helped them get guitar tones. Ended up staying the whole weekend, and he's like, "Why don't you come back next next weekend?" And it just like happened by accident. So I just started assisting him, helping. Started out by just helping with guitar tones. That was like bringing in gear, helping dial in good guitar tones for players, and uh, and it just kind of went from there. I just started learning the ropes, just hanging out with Steve. And next thing you know, I'd been there like six years, and we bought a bunch of gear together and. And at that point, I, after around six or seven years, I, I had acquired enough gear to to open up my own studio. And that we worked on tape in the '90s. We were working on digital tape, and things in the early 2000s were kind of more and more people were going computer in the box based recording setups, right? And a bunch of my friends in the industry and at Long McQuaid because I was working at Long McQuaid at the time they're like dude you, ha- you have to go you have to get a computer you have to start using Cubase and Nuendo and, and, and I'm like no I was pretty resistant at first like I did not want to I wanted to still work with tape and I, I was just used to it yeah I get that part and yeah I made that transition and with help from uh, Paul Oberman helped me, uh, and my friend Sean Bassett, who worked at Long McQuaid, he yeah. was already doing the computer-based mixing, mastering, you know, recording. So these guys helped me transition into that world, and that's and then I we basically started like a, a studio in the basement of the house. Car and I were living in it at the time, and and that was the first BWC. And now now I'm in my third. BWC location, which is Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, is it a lot bigger? Or? No, not really. Like, um, it's bigger than the, the very first studio, but Studio Two was was still in Brampton when we bought our first house, and this whole studio was an entire basement. So it was a good size. It was a good size studio because it's a like a, a bungalow. So you have like big basements in a bungalow, and we dedicated the entire basement to the studio. It'd be a lot of soundproofing, huh? Eh? Yeah. Pardon me. Be a lot of soundproofing. Dude, so much. Yeah, so much money spent on on that part of it. Uh, just certain types of drywall and drop ceilings and insulation and. and double double walls so rather than having one wall in between a, like a control room and a live room you have a wall a space another wall you know so but it but it works yeah for sure that technique works but yeah so now the studio in Kingston is actually it's probably a little bigger because it's two floors I have my control room up on the main floor of the house and where it was when we first moved in here it was kind of like the dining room slash kind of a sort of second living room and I just started mixing records there straight away because I had mixed jobs when we moved here but we didn't have a studio built so I set up in 
in this area and we treated the room and and like treat it with acoustic uh panels and whatnot and got it sounding good in here and i started mixing records so when it came to actually build the studio in the basement i had gotten so used to being upstairs i'm like man it's like so nice to be right next to to the kitchen just a door through and i'm in the kitchen to make coffee and food i got a front window with all this nice light coming in from outside and the sun shines here in the morning and so it's nice so i decided well i'm just going to make this, the basement the live room and i'm just going to wire everything through the walls into the basement and holy shit how long, how long did that take it took a while to build the studio in the basement and yeah it took a while because like the wiring through the walls i mean like holy fuck that wasn't a big deal, really. No? Yeah, I, I had I I met a rad old dude at Rona, and he was just like the guy in the the plumbing department. And I was like, "This is my thing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I have to run all this wiring from from one floor to another, and I'm thinking of running it through ABS piping. And like, because everything was bare at that time, I could I could do it right. And so, dude, help me. Um, he like go measure this and measure that. And I measured where everything was going to go. And then he helped me cut this piping and he put it together. Like he did this all in Rona too, like no extra charge. And then, and just said, yeah, just go, just go pay for this pipe. And, and he, but he put it all together and cut it for me, did all the angles and everything. And that's crazy. So yeah, we just, we put it in place before we, uh, of course, before we put a drywall and stuff like that. And then I just had to drill through the floor of you know we have hardwood floor and on the in the control room so we just drilled through that and all the wiring comes out of that and yeah it was it wasn't that big of a deal like of some people that were kind of helping and advising at the time thought dude you're it's a little crazy to have the live room right below you because of sound right and but i just i didn't listen i wanted to do it that way and we just loaded it up. We did the drop ceiling. We had, uh, like, did the resilient channel with the drop ceiling. We used the yep. acoustic drywall. We loaded it up with with double stuff with rock saw insulation, the safe and sound. And then we also used, uh, shit, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a, like a, you know, three or four millimeter, like, really heavy-duty vinyl. And we stapled that to all the joists, and it's supposed to kind of eat some of the, the low end and just some of that vibrations that are coming through the floor. Man, I got zero issues getting drum sounds with them right below me or guitar sounds. Not a, it's not a problem at all, but and I'm glad I did it this way. That's and, wicked. You, know, you communicate through headphones, it's all good. And most of the time when I'm doing like guitars and bass, they're going to be up here. We're going to get their sound down in the basement. We're going to get the tone we like. We're going to set up the mics. So we come up here. We make sure it sounds dope up here. And I got the cables running through, so the cable comes from right upstairs right into the app, and and we just we play up here. So unless it's a live off the floor section, then then that's different. But if it's just we're tracking guitars or tracking bass, just be up here with me, and then we'll we'll go through it. Save your ears; you can stand up and rock in front of the speakers here, and let's let's record. That's wicked, dude. So yeah, it's so good, man. So I think the first time I met you. This is going back in the day. I think it was at the Irish Center in Brampton, Ontario. Okay, right on. Um, where Wheels on the Bus were playing. Yeah. I think it's the first time I met you. I was probably fucking zooed off my uh, 
off my uh, shoes. Um, but uh, so you guys, so you've always stuck to like sort of post hardcore, sort of punk rock, sort of uh, metal, if you will, too. Are you talking the, the stuff that I've that I work on? Yeah. In the studio? Nah, man. You know, I'm open to anything, and I love working on different stuff. It just when we started this in the 90s when we were working at Harlow Sound Steve Steve Donahoe and I like we were we attracted a lot of punk and metal bands so that the reputation kind of just you know it just kept going you know so so yeah I kind of specialize in heavy and aggressive music and it's very comfortable for me to have a death metal band or a black metal band or a hardcore band or punk band, whatever. It's all super comfortable to me. But so is the other stuff. You know, I had a reggae artist in last week. We had a great session. Uh, you know, we're working with a guy's artist like Friendly Rich, who are, well, it's actually kind of hard to pin down his style, but it's certainly not. Dude, Friendly Rich, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah. which is cool, with, though. You know, they're dealing with jazz musicians, and, you know, there's horns, there's bassoon, there's. Yeah, lots of keys, lots of clean guitar, like, you know, uh, it's eclectic weird shit, and it's super fun to work on, and it's, you know, but yeah, I I mostly do kind of heavy stuff, and I, lo- and I love doing that, too. Well, that's the thing, too, is that and you're really fucking good at it, too, so. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's, like, your, uh, your band, Old, mm-hmm. um, that thing fucking crunches. Um, yeah, that's a fun band. Yeah. So, and you guys just finished doing, uh, uh, what do you call it? a split with your other band, Grail, too, right? Yeah, it's sort of like, it's not really a split, but it's not really a, because uh, it's, it's, it's supposed to be kind of a, co- a collaboration. I mean, it is a collaboration. So. I think it fucking rules, dude. Thank you. Yeah. So we're like, you know, we're on each other's songs kind of thing right so it's a, it's a collaboration uh where you have you know guys from each band playing on the other songs kind of thing and so but some of the songs are like you know more like this is definitely more of an old song and this is more of a grail song but we have you know people playing you know we'll have hippie playing on a on a on a grail track shout out happy both, both singers on a grail uh, on something that's kind of spawned as a grail song but then it got finished with with old with guests on it so we kind of cl- uh, consider it more of a collaboration than a split yeah it's it's fucking killer melts your face dude thanks man so you yeah, guys that was, that was fun that was fun to work on i'm and i'm not sure what you know what's going on with old in the future i i'll know one thing we have a song like that we started like that was supposed to be part of our next full-length record but at this point i'm not actually sure if that next full-length record is going to happen it's it's not looking great right now so i'm like hey let's just we got this one song let's finish it at least release this one song and i don't know if it'll be like the last song we ever do i don't want to you know give it a finality like that like i just but i do want to release the song because it's it's pretty fucking rad it's pretty heavy. yeah well you, you just you're touring with grail now too aren't you well we're playing i don't touring well is, playing sorry you guys played the bullvine yeah. too didn't you yeah we played the bullvine it was it was our very first show it was awesome 
It's a great place to see a show too, though. I don't care what anyone says. I think it's it probably is, it's a great place to see a show. Uh, I don't exactly. I mean, I have loved playing there, but like, it's not. It's just hard with lots of gear on stage and the small stage. We got two guitar players, and so it was just. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to complain. It was fun. No, it's all good. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's nice to <coughs> like, kind of like oh hey. Uh, I got to plug in some stuff at the back of the amp and you don't have to move other amps and like you can just get behind your amp like just a, it's just a tight fucking stage is all I'm saying. Yeah. So you're also working on two other bands um, that you're pretty proud of. Uh, yeah, man. Are yeah. you talking about the Panzerfaust and the Fantafaxath? There you go. I couldn't even pronounce it. It took me, uh, I was reading it. I'm like, you know what? I want to get Gerb to handle this one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fun ones to say. Panzerfaust is pretty pretty easy to say. Yeah, Fantafaxath is not. <laughs> there's there's yeah, that's that's a tough one. It's, oh, it's very li- it's very lispy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are things that uh, I I'm actually starting a new record with Panzerfaust in December, so this will be the fourth chapter of uh of a set of records that are kind of under one, not kind of, they're under one umbrella. Uh, now I, I better not get it wrong. It's a sons of perdition. Okay. So this will be chapter four and we've done three albums under this umbrella and it's, and it's, it's going great, man. And yeah. I'm super stoked for the next chapter. Uh, we, we work hard on these records and they, you know, Recording wise, I think they and production all that. I think we're getting better with each one. Some fans will obviously uh, have something different to say about that, and they'll be just like, you know, chapter two is the heaviest, and three is fucking whatever. But people are gonna do that, and that's all good. They they should listen to it, and they can decide what they think for themselves. But I think the shit just keeps getting better and better, and I, I have no doubt that chapter four is gonna it's gonna rule. We're going to spend a lot of time on it, too. We're not going to no fucking around, no playing games. We're just going to get in here, and we're going to work hard for two or three months straight. Oh, that's good, though. And the other one's... Um... Fantafaxath, that is... Um, <laughs> I don't know how you I'm fucking not, say it, man. I've, I've, worked, I've worked a few... I've done a few records with them. Um, yeah. But it's kind of a, more like a co-recording co-producing project with them like when we did um the first full length was sacred white noise and that was like they did the drums with me they uh because they we wanted to they wanted to do the drums with me and get that sound but and they did the guitars bass and vocals all did they do the vocals on their own too it was a while ago but but so yeah they did those things on their own then they send it back to me to mix and okay this new record uh something what uh something like what uh truce you know the band truce yeah yeah, yeah. something like what they did during the pandemic uh spencer and dan were like just emailing stuff back and forth yeah that's how grail started yeah and it's, yeah i mean it's a grail's it's fucking a wicked way, dude it's a good way to thanks man it's a good way to stay active musically uh especially in those times and and sometimes, you know, like Grail continues to kind of, 
uh, work that way because of how far apart we are from each other. And, and it, and it just makes sense. Like it's, if, if everyone's putting in work and we're communicating well, you know, just like, like a phone call like this, you, you know, we get shit done. Yeah, man. And if, yeah. Everyone just puts the work in, but yeah, a lot of bands I'm doing, you know, it's not exactly how it was before that the, the no, 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 no. It's changing, you know. More and more people are recording on their own, and and I'm fine with that. Like, and I'm doing a lot more mixing. I like recording, uh, and I like that. I, I still get to do a, a lot of recording, but but it's cool. Like, more more people want to do some shit on their own, and that's that's absolutely fine with me. Like, so yeah, yeah it's the the business has changed a little over the last decade or so. Well, also, too, like, I guess we can dive into this, too, like, even with streaming, too, right? Like, I think at the beginning, it was a good idea. Um, now, I don't think it's a good idea whatsoever. Man, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan, to be honest. I no, just, I know. I, you know, a band can can do well with with physical recordings, you know, like, back in the early 2000s like or even up until like i don't know i don't know when streaming kind of took over but like i think it was like i'm going to say 2000 shit i'm gonna yeah around there because like that's when like and uh, shout out to Corey and scott right now um and sort of hardcore sounds sort of when they disbanded that record store um, I think that's it when really it really was like longer than that, but, uh, but yeah, well maybe, anyway, yeah, like I just, cause you still have lime wire and all that shit too, right? Right. Man, I just, Spotify just did, they don't pay anything. And like, I think it, I don't want to get into the politics of this, uh, cause it's, it's totally cool. Uh, yeah. But I just think downloads or streams should equal money. Yeah. You know what I mean? People work hard on their tunes. Yeah. They turn out fucking dope. They crush. People dig listening to it. That should equal money. Uh, like, you know, we. I don't even play music for money. Like, I, I just do it because I have to, and I, I love it. And I love to create music. I, I don't. I want people to like it, and I want people to listen to it. But, but the principle, you know, people got to get paid for their art that they, they put so much love and energy into and and there's a whole new generation like my my kids i like they don't give a shit you know yeah they like the music but they're just they're not they don't care if the band is getting money they don't care what they're that they're getting paid fuck all from spotify they also listen to like large artists so there that's a different uh, thing altogether, but like smaller artists that are actually struggling and trying to do this thing and on tour in a van and, and just, they could have thousands of downloads, thousands and thousands of streams on Spotify and it just equals just fucking lunch money, man. Well, that's what it means to you. Like, I was just reading something on the net that Spotify is now um, and whatever, I'll talk to Aksha about them. Well, not right, I shouldn't really. Well, whatever. Um, they're going to demonetize, right, the, the small bands. Yeah, what they're doing is they're um, paying you four cents for every song if you have a 1,000 downloads. Only if you have a 1,000 downloads. 
I just came out today. So like, if you do the math on that, you get four thousand downloads. That's fuck all. Right, 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 right. Like, it's it's bullshit. But I think like uh, apps like uh, Bandcamp yeah. is really cool. As, yeah, as, we use Bandcamp. Like that's like the same with Apple's the same way too with Spotify. Like they don't. It's just it's getting to. And I was also reading too this a couple of months ago that. If the single or whatever doesn't get played enough, they'll just end up taking it off mm-hmm. because it doesn't do anything. So I think this was Apple, I think, was talking about it. Yeah, okay. Um, so, like, you're not even going to get the full album, right? Like, I'm not up to speed on any of this shit. Like, I'm just, like, kind of like, fuck Spotify. I'll yeah. put my shit on Bandcamp and at least, like... You See, know, as, long, as long as Bandcamp... I'm sorry. The only issue I have with Bandcamp is whoever designed the uh, the app yeah. needs to go back and redesign it. Yeah, yeah, I don't even use the app. The app is fucking dog shit. So I'm like the just... interface on it is complete. Exactly, the interface on it is complete dog shit. Yeah, I just use the desktop, and I, you know, we we can upload our shit, we can sell our shirts and our physical copies of whatever. You can have downloads, you charge friggin' a dollar a song, and you know what? People pay it. So we we dropped, Grail dropped a, a song uh, recently, like, like two weeks ago, and I'm like, you know, it would have taken so long to generate the money we made in one week off downloads on, which wasn't a lot, but compared to how long it would take us to do that on Spotify, so Spotify can suck it, man. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, like, I think Grail... Um, has our first EP on there, but I don't think no the the split the the split collab old Grail we didn't put that up, and this new track we just dropped we didn't put that up, and I'm like you know people find it yeah for sure like I, I don't I don't care I don't well that's what I mean too is like even like like I didn't realize like and for me doing this right now like. Like, I make dick on the site. Like, I don't have any sponsors. I just do this for shits and giggles. And I like talking to old friends. And I like talking to music and food, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I like to maybe make some bank on this. But whatever. Um, yeah. But I just found out that... Uh, I just found out that that was how much Spotify and Apple were paying the artists. It's like, what the fuck? What's the point? Right. Like... That's why I believe that's why the industry is all these bands are touring right now and stuff like that. And why people sell merch, like, you know, buy the merch at the show, buy the merch off bank. Yeah, buy the merch and like spend the money on a ticket, you know, like Grail are kind of, you know, ultimately we're, we're nobodies, but we played a show in Toronto with, um, excuse me, with Pale Mare and Pyres. Are you still so, eating that, uh, that toast of yours? What's that? Are you still eating that toast? Yeah, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. It's too it's too much. To, no, it's to fine. It's delicious. I love toast. it. Podcast podcast so, yeah, and peanut butter. Show. We played the show at the Bullmine. It was twenty bucks at the door. I'm like, fuck, that's quite a bit. But I'm just like Fuck it. You're seeing three fucking bands. Yeah. Fucking work their asses off and we're gonna rock, you know? Yeah. I, but pe- people might complain about twenty bucks. They should that night. It was full that night. I mean, it's only the bull line, but it's still fucking rammed. So that's great. 
but like people won't bat an eye at fucking I mean I don't I'll get a fucking $16 margarita or a cocktail and be like fuck yeah give a $2 tip I'm like you know what I mean for one fucking drink so people don't bat an eye at like especially alcohol you know they'll just fucking go out and buy a $12 craft beer and just get four or five of them but they might complain about a local show that's 20 bucks yeah, which kinda... is hey man you know, go see the fucking show. Don't, don't complain about the price, though. No, exactly. But the, but the real ones, they go out. They like to see it, man. They like to support. We we had some some real fucking good people at that show. Like this this band uh, from these dudes from Barry came down, man. This band Overcrook that I, I did some mastering for them, and uh, they they came down all the way from Barry to see the show. I'm like, holy shit, dudes, man! Like. Like that shit warms me, man. I like like that's real nice. People coming a long way to just well, to see your freaking forty minute set, you know. Well, it's the whole do yourself attitude too, right? Like, <clears throat> you want to go see a decent show, you're gonna drive see a decent show, and you're gonna support local artists too. Um, yeah, it's nice, man. There's a lot of people that dig it, like people like yourself that 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 want to go to the local shows and, and support it and 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 hang. It's out coming back though. Pardon me. I think it's coming back though. I hope so, you know. Like, again, I'm not doing it for the money, but it, it is nice when you can go and do something uh, that you love and it's not a losing money endeavor, you know? Like, you're like, okay, we kind of, like, came out ahead there. We're like, we covered our gas, we covered our meal, we covered some of the T-shirts that we ordered for, for the shows, and and we, we came out ahead. Yeah. So that's... That's always nice, you know. But also, yeah, we fucking love doing it, man. We love going out and playing. But, but I also too think like uh, streaming as well. Um, like physical copies are coming back because. Man, I hope so. I like hope so. there, I was reading this uh, article on Google saying that CDs will be coming back in the next two to three years. That would be nice because you know. Because vinyl is expensive to print. Vinyl's expensive, you know, it's, you can only, you're not going to like, eat a band like old, like, I don't think we've ever pressed more than 500 copies of a, of a release. We released uh, three full lengths, and I think our biggest, largest pressing was 500. So, just with that said, you know, it's just, you know, with CDs, you can press a lot, and if you can sling them out all over the world, then you can actually... You know, make a few, make a few bucks, and just keep this machine going. You know. Yeah, exactly right. So I was just getting myself a coffee and almond milk. Coffee and almond milk. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all lactated out. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, I I like the milk alternatives. I had, I had an. Was mine? Mine was almond today. Mine was almond milk. I do like the oat milk though. I do like the oat milk. Oat milk's kind of creamy. Yeah. Um, I do a new thing. Okay. Where I like, I like, I use, this is what I made today, okay? You, you can try it if you want, or you can, whatever. But no, I will. You make the coffee, okay? Yeah. Then I have one of those little fucking ninja blenders, okay? Yeah, I can look at mine right now. So I put in a scoop of coconut oil. Then I put in a scoop of natural almond butter, okay? Then I put in a scoop of this collagen shit, all right? Yeah. And then a little bit of maple syrup. I fucking smash that all together with the coffee. 
it's fucking delicious. It sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's fun. And some days I just like, just give me a black friggin' nabob. That's fine. Yeah. But other days I like to get fancy and, and put some, like, this collagen creamer is a new thing. It's like a, it's kind of like a friggin' rich white lady thing to do, but... Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, it's just like, okay, I, you know, I bought this too. It's fucking $25. Jesus for fuck. This thing, you know, but I've been taking collagen in hopes, you know, of joint and pain relief, you know, because I got aches and pains. So, reading about collagen. Collagen's good. It's good for joint repair and, you know, pre arthritic shit. Like, I got arthritis in my knees now. And I got some sciatical, sciatica bullshit going on, which is, it's just a drag. And I'm, so yeah, taking the collagen, hoping that I get a bit of joint relief from it. But we'll see. You have to kind of take it for a few months before you see see anything. Yeah, the effects. Yeah, so like during the pandemic, like I started working out quite a bit because that's basically all I could do. Um, So started doing uh, yoga. And I started doing CrossFit, and then I got into powerlifting. Well, actually, that's before the uh, pandemic. Um, you, got a good, you got a good powerlifting body. You, you're a fucking strong, dude. You're like a bear. Oh, yeah. My fucking, my last deadlift. I have a hernia right now. I got to go for an operation in a week. Okay. Maybe no more deadlifts for you. And no, well, like, I can do it after three months. I just have to, I can't really lift anything after the first, like, yeah, first two months, whatever. So my last okay. deadlift was... I think it was 675, tap three times. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. I think that's how I got the hernia, but... You think? Yeah, yeah. I was getting ready for a competition, and then the third tap, I put it down. I'm like, that didn't feel good. I wasn't wearing a weight belt either. I was being a bit of a fucking dick about it, so... Dude, what do you do? That's a lot of weight, man. That's oh. like a hysterical amount of weight. It's a front of a fucking Volkswagen. It's fucking stupid. And I, I've tested yeah, dude, that. I'm like, I deadlift like 100 pounds. I'm just like, that's good. Yeah, I know. I think, uh, yeah, I'm I know. Not competing. I'm just competing with like yourself, you know, sciatica, and like yeah. back, lower back pain, trying to just safely strengthen so I can just continue. I just, I just want to fucking feel good, man. So, you guy, we got to put, you know, I don't know how old you How old are you? In your 40s now? You're 42 now, yeah. Okay, so I'm 54, but you don't look I still, 54. Like, mentally, feel pretty pretty young. Yeah, the physical part is certainly, you know, it's it's changing. Yeah, so I'm gonna just do that kind of more functional mobility exercise. Stay strong, but like also not just it's, throw around weights. It's easy to do, man. Right. So like during the pandemic, I uh, got my cam fit. So then. Okay. I was doing Zoom calls for older ladies, like, that I know, um, keep them mobile and stuff like that, because they couldn't go outside, right? Yeah. So, um, I started doing that, and then I started doing this uh, uh, protein shake, so it's protein, greens, <coughs> frozen uh, veggies, and uh, berries every morning, and a little okay. bit of oat milk. Yeah. Dude. Great. It's so good. But all you have to yeah. do, though, too, is, like... Do a bit of yoga and just get a kettlebell, dude. Right. That's all you have to do. I gotta get a kettlebell. I do want to get a kettlebell because I do the swings, but I use like a twenty-five pound dumbbell. Get a twenty. Okay, because it's one of the steel, like uh, you know the uh, 
Yeah, the old school type. Like it's 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 all right. But a, a, a kettlebell would be dope. Grab a twenty-five pound one, and then uh, grab a thirty-five pound one. That way you can work your way up and work your way down. Okay. Okay. And then do a bunch of Russian Russian twists, do the swings, do all the get-ups. I need to do lots of twists. Yeah, Russian okay. twists again. I twist every day. I twist every day. Like I got my back. You know, it's I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm falling apart. Like I just I have to do this shit because I've been sitting in front of speakers since the '90s. So you're amazing. That's awesome. I gotta move. I gotta yeah. move. So I get up and I just move. I do like Tai Chi shit now too. Like it's just a, it's like an 11 minute video I found on online that I've kind of mastered. Yeah. It's like a it's kind of a, a Tai Chi warm up routine. But it's actually quite fucking humbling, to be honest with you, because you do all the shoulder stretching and you do all this twisting and you never really, for like a long time, you're not putting your arms down. And by the end, I'm like, I'm fucking, my, my shoulders are just on fire. And this old Tai Chi master is just like, all right, we're going to do this now. And I'm like, dude, this guy is just cruising through this. Yeah. And I'm getting humbled by just like arm twists, uh, not no, arm circles, and all these other like elbow circles. They're good. It's a good. It's a good uh, warm up. It's good. It's yeah. Day, like, <clears throat> and I do my Wim Hof shit too, like the the breathing and the, uh, the cold showers. Got to do that stuff too. You do the cold shower in the morning. Yes, sir. And I do like an ice bath once a week too. How's that work? Is that good? Yeah. I like it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I think. I think there's a there's a lot of health benefits to the cold shower, the cold exposure in general, like for you know general inflammation, but also like the the mental aspect of it is cool too. Just you go in and you just you don't fight it. You just you want to fight it, but you don't you don't resist it. You just go in and accept it. So like there's something mentally that happens throughout the day after you've just hopped in some ice water or uh, in a cold shower and just accepted it and smiled at it right so so you do the cold shower every morning yes sir holy fuck look at you go yeah i'm it's gonna good. try that it's, it's uh it's just i don't know I, I like what it does i like what it does for me that's crazy so you also you also did some uh, work with moaning too right yeah yeah back in the day work with them like you know that was in my uh you know, my green stage of, of music production, but like they had done their first EP when I was at Harlow sound. So their first EP was done on digital tape. And then I did their first full length, which was actually done. We did, we went to chemical sound in Toronto and did it on 24 inch analog tape. So that's an all analog recording. What album is that? Is that passing of America? I'm sorry. Is that passing of America? Yeah. That's on that record. Yeah. 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 Great record. Yeah, they, that's still a big hit with them live. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did a couple others. I did the uh, the Monin Alexis Sunfire Switcheroo split. That's a good split too. That's a fun one. And then I did like a an acoustic EP that they did, and I can't remember what it's called. It's one of those big Monin titles, big long title. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I love those guys, and I love that they're still out there doing things, and they're on a tour right now. Yeah, you just saw them play, didn't you? Yeah, we, I went to the Toronto and the Ottawa show. How was it? Fucking awesome. Yeah. Just so good, yeah. It's so good to see those guys just doing their thing at still at such a high level still. Still got the, all that energy. 
Um, and they're both sold out too, weren't they? Yes, I think. Pretty close, I'm probably. I'm not 100% sure, but they certainly felt it, you know? Yeah. No, I saw you were there. Um, and you also did uh, the new Five Knuckle Chuckle album as well? Yeah, yeah, the new EP. Um, I think it's an EP. I, I think it was seven songs. Seven songs plus, like, demos. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if I remastered those demos or not. Pretty sure um, you did. Sometimes I don't remember things. It's fine. I'm the same way, too. That happens. But, yeah, that was fun to work with them again. And, you know, Corey. I love Corey. And so I'm happy to work on anything that Corey uh, is working on. And I've done a lot of stuff with him involved that, that he's involved in. Oh, he yeah. Was. He's got, like... So that, yeah, old. that was fun to work on that. And, I mean, and we did it pure punk rock styles. We kind of... We did all the music in, like, a, they came over a weekend, slept slept over. We ripped out. We did it all on the weekend. And then Corey came back and just did all the vocals in one kind of short session. And and then I mixed it. Nice. It sounds amazing. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I recently just saw them uh, in Orangeville. Oh, the, you went to that show? It was good, yeah. It was a lot. I'm surprised you, I didn't see you there. Dude, I was going to come down. I yeah. just... Theo was there. I've been to Toronto a lot. I've been going to Toronto a lot and just... It was just over my my gas budget limit. Like, yeah. I've just been going there so much. I'm like, fuck, I'm like spending like... You know, I'm spending like over 100 bucks on gas every time I go and then I got to eat out and then I go to Tim Hortons and then next thing you know, every, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you, man. So I just... That would be like okay, because I'm I was coming up for the Monine ones, and yeah, and and we did the Monine in Toronto and Ottawa, so just a lot of on the road, a lot of eating out at restaurants, and which I love, but I also you know we got a we got the house here to and two kids that we we have to make sure we keep that going. Yeah, wheels on the bus play too was pretty pretty sick too. They sounded amazing. They were awesome. I heard they were like lights out. Oh, dude, they were fucking brilliant like that I, don't I, know. Ran into, I ran into a couple of them at the Monine show and we talked about potentially doing a wheels grail show oh that's and I think tasty at first they were like yeah we'll, we'll open up for you and I'm like you're the draw dude like we're just we're a new band yeah you you we'll open up for you and then I'm not sure if they like that because maybe they're thinking like they're not like I don't know what they're thinking but I think they're the draw, and they should they should headline. Yeah, you should do that thing we'll at Spa One and Brent. You know, we'll warm up the crowd. We'll 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 do the old guy metal riffing, and we'll get it we'll get it going for them. The uh, you guys should do that one at Spa One in Brampton. Yeah, that would be fun. I would love to do a like an Orangeville show too. Talk to McCallum; he's got all the hookups. Yeah, Barry has a pretty good scene too. You know, yeah. we were supposed to play a Barry show and. We were, uh, unfortunately, our, our drummer had really bad flu and like yeah. we had to cancel. Like it was, it was actually sad that we had to cancel. Um, but cause he was throwing up, he was, he was done. He just had this bug. It was destroyed him. But I went to the show anyway, because I wanted to support and come out. And, and I was like, holy shit, Barry's got a scene. I had no idea. Really? I a legit scene like there was a lot of people out and it was I believe it was all ages no it definitely was all ages so there was like there was a young crowd there too there was like goth kids out metal kids let's do the show in Guelph 
What's that? She was a show in Guelph too. Okay. There's a, there's a huge that. scene in Guelph, man. In London too. I'd like to play London because we know some. We have some homies out in London, and uh, old played London a while ago. And to be honest, I didn't. I didn't love that particular show. I felt like we rocked, and I just felt like most of Yeti on horseback's fans were just outside smoking cigarettes, and that's okay. Yeah. I thought I thought our doom would bring them in from their cigarettes, but. Apparently, cigarettes were more delicious than our doom riffing, which which kind of be kind of cool if you could smoke inside. It it bothered me. It yeah, bothered me that that you know, but it's okay. I didn't. I don't hold that against Yeti. I love those guys. I'm working on a new record with Yeti on horseback actually, and I'm like super stoked on it. And I love those guys. Yeah. So I'd like to have another shot at playing there, maybe with Grail, and see if we can keep the smokers inside, inside. so who's all on grail uh grail myself uh kevin farmer on the drums who also plays in the band mountainhead yeah and we have ryan oben on second guitar who was the drummer in old is is the drummer in old uh but he's also a killer guitar player yeah uh sean alton on bass guitar and Dan Allen on vocals and effects and other weird noises that he makes. And Dan plays in Indian handcrafts. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And Sean plays in, uh, like, a female-fronted doom band called Nova Doll, who are fucking actually pretty damn crushing. I really like them. I want to Nova open up Doll. For them, but I don't, I, I, don't, I, I want to open up for Nova Doll, but I don't know if... Sean wants to play in two bands back to back. That might be a little much for him, but but yeah, they're awesome. So also to uh, the band Sons of Otis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, that's a, that's a that's a special band for me. That's like that was kind of my introduction to Doom. Was you were my introduction to Doom? How's that? No way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Old. Well, you can thank Sons of Otis. I will that, shout out how, to Sons of Otis. Sons of Otis, basically that's why how old formed. So Sons of Otis was Ryan open on, on drums and Ken on guitar and bass player's name is escaping me right now because I'm dumb. Shoot. Okay, it doesn't matter. But yeah, they came in the studio and I was like, oh my God, what is this music? Like, what is this slow, sludgy stuff i love it yep. and you know and then i and then i started buying fuzz pedals and i started messing around with uh with doom guitar tones and riffing and and i reached out to ryan because he he just slays the drums in sons of otis here he's not with them anymore but i reached out and was like hey i got a few songs like do you want to play drums on them it's not a band it's just like a just a fun project and that, those two songs turned into eight songs, and then that turned into the first old record. Yeah. Oh, Ryan's a killer drummer, dude. Yeah, dude. Ryan's awesome. Like if um, yeah, everyone's so got to go see him play, he's like a he's like animal from the Muppets, man. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, he smashes. He goes through cymbals and sticks and skins like fast. He just 
he hits him hard, but he's just got such a great feel for that style of music. And, uh, yeah, that's how that band started. And, and yeah, I guess Sons of Otis producing that just kind of opened my ears to style. And, you know, I, I think I did a great job the albums uh, I've done for them. I think I've done three albums with them. Yeah, you've done three, yeah. Yeah, I've done three. And yeah. I think they all sound awesome. And They're amazing. Uh, um, yeah, that. so that was like kind of a... I was. I feel like I was more co-producing on that because Ken, he has such a strong vision of the of the tone and the style. So, you know, when I first heard his guitar tone, I I wanted to, to like. I'm like, dude, it's like you got to add some fucking high end of that, man. It's so it's so dull sounding, and he's yeah. like, that's the sound, that's the sound, man. Like, so I kind of got used to that that kind of dark, doomy, sludgy tone through through him being exposed i mean he's like he's a he's a doom master man he's got that tone down and so yeah like uh that was a really good experience and i was glad i got to be a part of three records with them yeah and i don't know what the future is for for them but i i hope they think of me in the future they got a new drummer and this guy jason who's awesome and it's good 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 fit for the band like um you know like fills Ryan's shoes well, very well. Yeah, so the first time I saw you guys playing old was at Ray's third generation Bistro Bakery in Alton. Yeah, man. Um, that, uh, you guys crushed that because Corey, I was talking to Corey, he's like, you gotta hear this new band I'm in. And at the time, I was a closed-minded skate punk kid. <laughs> I wasn't even a kid, I was in my 20s. He's like, you gotta listen to this fucking thing. I threw it on. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like, just melts your face, and you can't even compare it to any metal or thrash metal. It's all on its own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's. It's got its own thing going on. Yeah, I still got a lot of love for that band, and uh, I wish you know we could have kept it kind of going. Like, but we had a good run. Like, like I said, I'm not calling it over yet but we we had that run where what before doug moved to halifax and and when i was oh yeah in, i forgot he's in halifax yeah yeah. is he still I'm delivering sorry. mail i'm sorry is he still delivering mail i don't know if he's delivering anymore but he's 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 working for the post he might be indoors now he might be outdoors i'm not sure but yeah he's he's doing all right man i talked to him the other day because we're going to work on the final old track that we we have started in the studio it just not finished so we're going to finish it and and that might be old being finished but you know at least we got another song in the bank and we're going to work on it'll be fun so what um what are you currently working on right now um shoot nothing much right now well i know i'm working on this band drafna sura they're fucking amazing um it's uh i think they're th Yes, they're a three-piece kind of. I don't know. It's it's doomy for sure, but they they got a bit of a noise thing going on too. It's like weird noise doom. It's really good, like really good players, uh, amazing tones that they're coming in to do the. They're coming in this Friday and Saturday, and we're gonna finish 
the some of the guitar embellishments and then we're going to finish the bass and then it'll be on the vocals and yeah i'm working with them i'm working with another on another project called uh narco hypnotic which is just a mixing thing for me mixing and mastering so the guy it's a one-man like kind of electronic dark dark electronic music that's cool yeah it's very cool actually i like it a lot um it's actually the the drummer for Drof Nasura. Okay. He's it's his other it's his solo project. So yeah, those are a couple things. And we're working on I'm working on the Yeti and Horseback album. I am not sure when it's gonna be finished because they had a singer change during the recording of the record. So they are doing some live shows with the with the singer, the new singer, to see how that goes. And then I'm not sure when, because that's all they have to do. They have to come in and just finish the, do the vocals and, and then it's done. And yeah. it's only like, I think it's only a four or five song record, but you know, it's fucking doomed. So there's like 15 minute songs. So yeah, it'd be like 25 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's still gonna, it's still gonna be a double LB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another, uh, another third, uh, third record uh, hit in the sleeve. Okay. So I asked this question. I don't know if you want to answer it. I'll try. Okay, cool. Uh, actually, here, fuck. Uh, Beatles or Stones? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Beatles. It's a good answer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I want to take that answer anymore because did you hear the new Beatles uh, song with AI? No. No. Oh, uh, I, I heard about it, but I guess I'm just not, I'm not interested. I'm actually not even interested in listening to the Beatles, to be honest with you. Well, I don't know. I just listened to it just for shits and giggles, right? Because I heard it, and it's like, you can tell that the drums were live. You can tell the guitar was live. Mm-hmm. You can tell where AI kicks in. Okay. Right? Right. So. Well, that AI shit's only getting better, which is kind of slightly frightening for the entertainment industry not just not just music but you know my sister's a writer and and you know there's i mean like i don't i don't want to live in a robot created world i don't want to listen to that fucking music i don't want to see you know no no thanks yeah i'm with you on that one but i think there's a lot of record labels and a lot of people that probably are going to put a stop to it to be honest with you I hope so, man. Um, I just think it devalues creation, you know, and it's, yep. it's, it's just kind of a... I'm sure there's some something good you can do with AI out there other than, you know, fucking take away everyone's jobs and art. Yeah, exactly. 110%. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 just, I just... I even just think, like, even just... We're talking about Spotify earlier. We're just... We're flooded with so much you know like entertainment like with streaming and even stuff like netflix and well there's now there's so many streaming platforms for for that and i'm just like man can we just get a little less yeah do you know what i mean like yeah i liked when i was young and you would go save your fucking money you take the go bus down to toronto you go to the fucking record peddler yeah. You get a couple of records and then you go home and you listen to the fucking shit out of it. Like yeah. I 
feel like people can barely make it through a goddamn song, let alone an album these days, you know? I just think we are curating shitty fucking art attention span, you know? Like, we should be able to sit through a film and just, without our phones, without a fucking list of... We don't have to scroll through a thousand movies. You know, I, I almost miss going to the video store going to Jumbo Video and just picking a DVD and getting home fucking watching that shit. Watch it twice. Yeah. yeah. I'm with I, you on that one. Yeah, like, I just think it's a little it's a little much, and people would have arguments for, for that, but that's fine. They, I don't think so. They can have it. They can have it. You know, it's, I think people our age would probably appreciate what you said, for sure. I just want less, man. I want yeah. less. I want less everything. Like less stuff to buy, even. I'm like, just fucking. We got to slow down here. We're just consuming, not just art and movies. That like, it's just, just the way we consume. Period. But I don't want to get political. I'm gonna stop right now. No, it's all good. What we, 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 what's that? What else you got? For oh, I think we've pretty much covered it. Um, other than that, uh, is there anything else you want to say? No, I'm good, man. No, it was nice I'm to good. chat, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I hope it's not a boring podcast. I feel no, it's like great, I man. My, I hope I was, I think I'm just talking to my friend right now. Yes, and that's exactly how it's going to be because okay. I don't uh, edit any of it. Um, I like it being raw, and okay. uh, and that's how it is. So it was good talking to you. Um, when's yeah, the next yeah. Grail show? I'm not sure. We're working on a new record right now. We are writing we have a lot of skeletons like musical skeletons kind of put together and so but we are ready to play a show whenever nice so uh i should probably like just kind of reach out to some people and say hey book a show that's it so yeah yeah, we're ready to play we've been talking for 57 minutes and 53 seconds with my shitty horse voice Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did good. Yeah, it was all right. I, saw, I got another one I got to do tonight too at eight o'clock. But a bunch of uh, lozengers and uh, see what else happens. So yeah, have some tea. Have some tea with ginger and honey, man. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, be good, man. But it's always uh, it's always great talking to you. And also one other thing, all oh, the socials for uh, BWC Studios. Yeah. What are they? Uh, you know, yeah, we have one on Instagram. Yeah. Right. What? What do what, you need to know? What's your uh, What's your email for BWC Studios for anyone who wants to get a hold of you? Oh, uh, Gerg BWC Studios at Gmail dot com. Sweet. Uh, G E R G. Yeah, Gerg. Gerg BWC Studios at Gmail, and then you know the Instagram is just at BWC Studios. Perfect. That's all I needed. All right. Thanks okay. a lot, buddy. Okay, man. Have a great day, man. You too. As well. Be well.